Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 32 of the Crossword Podcast. Uh, today, here with me, I have Sister Clarissa Grover. How are you doing today, Sister Grover? I am doing great, Sam. Thanks. Fantastic. Um, so, going right into our questions, uh, what motivates and inspires you? Why do you get up in the morning? So, I was thinking about this question. Um, I am definitely a morning person. Um, so part of my motivation to get up in the morning is just to have, um, maybe half an hour or an hour of quiet time to myself. I love when everybody else is still asleep and nobody needs me yet. Um, it's usually the time of day that I study my scriptures, uh, maybe read a conference talk and just kind of ease into my day a little bit. So, so that's usually like my main motivation or I guess the practical motivation for getting up. Um, but the rest of the motivation, I think, just comes from the fact that I always have an idea of what I want to get done for the day. Um, I, I like to get things done. I like to accomplish things and be productive. And, and morning is my most energetic time of day. So, so I don't want to waste it. <laughs> definitely. Um, before seminary, that was definitely like the reason that I got up every morning was to have just that time alone. Um, so definitely. Uh, in your life, how have you confirmed the teachings and doctrine of the church? As I thought about this question, um, I was thinking of something that I think is a spiritual gift um, for me personally, something that I think that the Lord has given me. Um, and that is just to have always had an understanding or an awareness that I am a daughter of God. I don't think I have ever questioned that. Um, that that's a truth that I think Heavenly Father has just blessed me to, to have a testimony of. Um, I think it's helped me to maybe navigate some of the tricky things um, in life as a teenager and as a young adult. I think, I think that that testimony I have that I am a divine, um, that I have divinity in me, has helped me to to avoid certain temptations or to overcome maybe relationships or habits that weren't good for me. Otherwise, I think that the way that that the gospel has been confirmed in my life is just through through practice. Um, we just keep our covenants. We honor them, um, and the Spirit does kind of the heavy lifting of confirming to us the things that are true. So for me, it's just. I guess, acting in faith, um, saying my prayers, actually trying to commune and, and repenting, all of those things are, are things that just help the Spirit to be part of my life. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, genealogy is important in the church. What do you know about your name and family history? So this was kind of fun to do some research. I learned some things that I didn't know. Um, so first of all, my, my first name, Clarissa, I knew that I was named after one of my grandmas. A little digging to see which grandma I was named after. Um, and I have a great-great-grandma Bagley, and she's on my dad's side. So I was named after her, but when I was kind of doing a little bit more research, I found that she was named after her maternal grandmother. So my great-great-great-great-grandmother was also a Clarissa. So Clarissa is a family name. Um, and then when I was still doing research, that grandma, um, Von Wagner, one of her daughters was named Clarissa. So I'm like the fourth Clarissa that I could find. 
um, which I think is kind of awesome because when I was growing up, I always, well, not always, but when I was young and learning how to spell, I did not like my name because it was too many letters and I didn't know how to spell it. And I was really annoyed. But now that I realize how much of a family name it actually is, I, I kind of think it's awesome. So I didn't realize that there were so many Clarissas in my family history. Um, and then my maiden name is Edwards, which I looked that up and apparently it's old English and that means prosperity guard. Um, so I've decided that I must have dragon blood somewhere because if a dragon isn't a prosperity guard, I don't know <laughs> what prosperity guard is. So I'm going to go with dragon blood and, uh, and then just the awesomeness of, of being like one of many Clarissas. Sure. Definitely. You don't, you don't know a lot of things of, about people until you start like a podcast and interview <laughs> them and you learn. We had another episode where someone claimed Aquaman heritage. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we have some pretty interesting ward members, I guess. Um, that's my <laughs> takeaway, at least. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, what is one thing you would say is unique about you? Okay, so I think this is the question that everybody dreads, Sam, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know why it is that the word unique kind of sends us into a, it's, I don't know, it's just tricky. I was thinking about it, and I looked up what I, what I thought unique would actually mean, and I, the unique is just the combination of all the things, um, whether they're our quirks or our fears or our failures. I mean, it's a combination of all of those things. And, and we share those, we share parts of those things with lots of people, right? But it's the combination of all of those different things that kind of make us unique. So I made a list, okay? Because this is how I survive. Um, you are going to learn a couple of my quirks. So I have a quirk for speaking my mind. Um, often before I actually know what my mind is. So sometimes my tongue is faster than my brain. I know that's probably not actually physically possible. But it sure seems like it. So that's one of my quirks. Um, my other quirk is that I have this knack for getting the giggles, um, usually at really inappropriate times. But because the giggles are so severe, I mean, we were talking like, like I am euphoric, laughing, laughing, having the best time. And then my body and my, my spirit doesn't know what to do with all that happiness. And so then I have like, like a crying jag when I'm done. So if I get the giggles where I am like just laughing because I can't even control like the, the euphoria, I have to come down from that. I crash and then I totally swing to the other side and I like am sad for like three minutes until everything like balances out and I can find, find a safe place. So, so I like getting the giggles, but I also know that then I'm going to be sad for a couple minutes when I'm done. So that's kind of a weird thing about me. Um, other things that make me unique. I hate roaches. They are my, um, I think I have a talent for planning and organizing things and faci facilitating groups. Um, my failures. I am rubbish at driving stick shift and downhill skiing, but I've decided that one of my triumphs is just that we have uh, a happy family so far that likes to spend time together. So you wrap all those things up together, and I decided that that's what makes me unique. Great. 
Um, so now we're gonna move into our rapid fire segment, and you're definitely gonna need that. T- that's quicker than your brain, right? That's gonna <laughs> okay. be useful in this. So. Okay, I didn't practice any of these because I want <laughs> want it to be real. Sure. Um, if you could serve a mission anywhere in the world, where would it be? Um, right now, I would want it to be in Croatia. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite word? Um, I say huzzah and woot. I've never heard huzzah before. That's huzzah. Usually, I I kind of text it a lot too. So if I've ever texted you, you might look for huzzah. Darn! I need to scroll back in my history to see if huzzahs <laughs> in there anywhere. I'll send it to you anyway. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> um, what's a place you've been that you would recommend to others? Oh, I love um, Brookings, Oregon. So. I love the beach in Brookings, Oregon, but not the the sandy beach. I like the little tiny black rock pebble beach, um, and it has huge big boulders along the beachfront too. And so you can climb on these big boulders, and then the waves come in and they'll crash up against the boulders and send spray everywhere. And I I feel the spirit there, so I I love it there. So Brookings, it Oregon, sounds beautiful. I I might need to take a visit sometime. <laughs> you should. Um, in order, what cities have you lived in? Okay, um, I was born in American Fork, Utah, um, and my parents had a house, I think, in Pleasant Grove, so that's where I lived until I was two, and then my parents left Utah and went to St. Louis, Missouri, and they were just going to be there for five years, but ended up being there for 20, so I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, and then I went to BYU for a while. Um, I did a study abroad in Zimbabwe, so I bounced around and lived in some cities in Zimbabwe for like four months. Um, my parents moved (laughs) while I was in Africa, so I came home to Kansas City. So then I lived in Kansas City for a while after I graduated from BYU. That's where I met Brandon. He was going to medical school. Um, after Kansas City, uh, we moved to Mississippi, so Biloxi, Mississippi. We lived there for a few years until Hurricane Katrina sent us packing, um, and we spent a couple months in Pensacola, Florida, and a couple months in uh, Miami, Florida, before we kind of relocated to Dayton, Ohio. And we were there for three years. Then Brandon was sent to Korea. So we all went to Korea with him and lived in Korea in Osan for, I don't know, just like a year, I guess. And then we went back to Ohio and lived in a different part of Dayton, Ohio. And actually, I'm fibbing. After Korea, we came, we came here. We came to the cross. And we lived here for a year. Um, and then we went back to Ohio and lived in Ohio for another three years before we're coming back here. So, yeah. Fantastic. That's it. Uh, what's a time when you've laughed really hard? And maybe just for you, I need to add the addition of then, then cried, of course. Um, oh. But what's a time when you've laughed really hard? Okay, so so recently, and I did cry, but I didn't, but I didn't, I cried because I was laughing, but I didn't have like the, quite the, the tailspin afterwards. Oh. Um, we went to... Um, the Rochester Fourth Ward a couple of weeks ago after we dropped Harley off at the airport to send her back to BYU. And so we, we decided we still wanted to go to church. And so we happened to be driving through Rochester during somebody's sacrament meeting. So I think it's the Fourth Ward. 
Um, so our ward, like the lacrosse ward is surprisingly very reverent, like during the sacrament and just, just during sacrament meeting, I, I'm surprised at how quiet our ward is. Um, there just must be a ton of young families in the fourth ward because there were toddlers and babies like everywhere. And they were so funny. Those little people were so just like running up to the stand and like running around in the, in like the choir seats and, and just making faces and antics. But during the closing song of, of sacrament meeting, there had been this little boy who was trying to get the attention of a different little girl who was sitting in the same pew as him. And she'd been kind of naughty the entire sacrament meeting. And I think he was just kind of enjoying the fact that she was being so naughty because he was looking for a partner in crime. I don't know. But he finally got her attention. Like, she, like they made eye contact. And we're singing, like, I don't know, come follow me or something like that. And he looks at her and she's looking at him and he full on just punches himself in the face. And I started laughing and I couldn't even sing the hymn because I'm watching this kid think he's so funny and so cool. And he punches himself in the face because he wants to make this girl laugh. And she just like turns away, so unimpressed. <laughs> and I thought it was hysterical. And I laughed and I laughed and I couldn't sing the song because I was laughing too hard, which is not great for sacrament meeting, but it made, it made me laugh. Yeah. So yes, children, little people, little people are really, really funny. Uh, what's your favorite activity to do in the lacrosse area? In the lacrosse area? Um, I like to request books from the library <laughs> and maybe maybe I could do that anywhere but that's probably one of my favorite I love to go to the library it doesn't matter which library it is I mean on Alaska lacrosse Holman whatever I love our libraries so going to the library makes me happy is it do you like enjoy actually getting getting a book or is it like you like to put in a request and they say that you should come back next week is that what you enjoy most or I think I just love that libraries exist in the first place. Um, no, I love I love looking at book lists and then going online and requesting the books online and then getting the notifications that my books are in. And then I love that when I go to the library, the librarians know who I am, um, and and they get excited because sometimes I request like the most recent time I think I probably requested about twenty books. And they get excited that people are requesting that many books. I mean, a lot of them were picture books this time, but, but yeah, I love, I love our libraries. So yeah. Fantastic. What's a positive childhood memory that you have? Um, going camping. My family was really good at, at taking just quick overnight camping trips to local state parks where we grew up and, and I just, I love that. And then when we got older, when I wasn't like a kid and more like a teenager, my parents were really, really good about letting me bring friends. And so we would have, they'd have the camper trailer, but then we'd set up, you know, a couple tents and we might have, you know, 15 youth there camping with my parents. And it was just always fun just to sit around a campfire and tell stories or sing songs. So that's fun. Yeah. Um, what is your go-to seat in the chapel? Um, I like the middle, like not one of the side pews, although when there's not as many people in our, in our family, we can do a side pew, but I like the middle and maybe like, like halfway towards the front. Like I'm not really a back row kind of girl. I'm more of like a, 
I don't want to be front and center, but like I want to be close to front and in the middle. So, yeah. Sure. Uh, if you could start a business, what would you sell? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be like an eclectic shop that has music and books and really beautiful blown glass. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> I think there, that's pretty good. <laughs> there should be food too. There should probably be like chocolate. So, so yeah. It's it's a pretty all around like shop. <laughs> yeah. It's special master mini, right? <laughs> there we go. Sure. Um would you rather live urban or rural? Uh I want to live in between. I, I, I think I like the idea of rural. I don't consider lacrosse rural exactly. I feel like if you have like your schools and your grocery stores and your churches and you can get there like in less than half an hour or even like 15 minutes that you're probably not rural. I guess in my mind, rural is like, like isolated, almost like you're living off the grid. Um, so, so I think I like, I think maybe I like urban a little bit more than I like rural, but I don't, I don't want to live in the middle of a city. I just want access to a city and, yes. and its amenities. So. Absolutely. Uh, if you start in a movie, what genre would it be? Um, I think that we need to explore more period romantic comedies, but they should be musicals. Mm-hmm. So how about that? That's that's a lot of adjectives there. <laughs> uh. So so we need we need more like like Jane Eyre or Sense and Sensibility, oh. but they should be musicals. Oh, so a little twist on that, sure. Right, absolutely. Uh, if you have to live in one decade forever, what decade would you choose? Oh, um. If it's my lifetime, like I've actually already lived in that decade, I think I would go, well, I kind of like where I am. I don't know, Sam. I don't, if I had to live in one decade, that's, that's, I'm a person who likes change. And so telling me that I have to stay in one decade is kind of makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, so um, I, I love, I love the eighties, I guess. So I would say, I guess I would say the eighties solid choice uh have you ever played a musical instrument i have so i play the piano still um i played the flute when i was in middle school and partially through high school and then i got tired of the flute but i still wanted to be in in band so i switched over to the bassoon and i played that for a year and i was like no good at the bassoon Um, but I was still in band and that was the point. (laughs) So, so those are my, and I have, I have like aspirations to play the guitar and I have a cajon that I also want to learn how to play. So, yeah. Could you enlighten us to what a cajon is? So a cajon is a, it's basically a wooden box. And it has a hole cut in one of the sides so that, um, you can, it's like, a, it's a percussion instrument. 
um, so that you can just like beat on it. You sit on it and you do different like rhythms and different places where you hit the cajon will make different types of sounds. The higher you hit towards the top of, of the, the cajon, the higher pitch versus, you know, hitting it nice and mellow in the center, you get like a, a round, deeper sound. And we went and saw um, a band play, I think at the freight house. And one of the guys in the band was sitting on this wooden box and that, and they didn't have like a drum set. He was just playing this wooden box thing. And it was so fascinating to me the sounds that he could get out of that, that I asked for one for, I think my birthday, but I still don't know how to play it. So that's something I need to fix is actually learn how to play this <laughs> instrument that I have. Uh, if you grew a garden, what would your main crop be? Um, we mostly grow a salsa garden as it is. So all the things for salsa and all the things for pickles. So yeah. Yeah. Those are the two best purposes for a garden, if I'm being honest, you know. That's what that's why we have one. Exactly. <laughs> Pickle garden and salsa garden. Exactly. Um, what are some of your current hobbies? So I love to read. Um, that's probably my favorite. Like if I have a minute, then I'm probably gonna sit down and pick up a book. Um, but I also love to dance but not like organized dancing. I love a good, just rock out dance party, put a good playlist on with good with beats and, and I will be happy to dance all by myself, even if I need to. Um, so reading, dancing. Um, I like hanging out with Brandon. He's kind of my favorite person and, and our family, just spending time as a family doing whatever whatever people are interested in doing awesome um do you have any fun traditions yeah i think so um trying to think of which ones brandon talked about versus what he left for me um so at christmas time we don't do stockings we make christmas boxes so we wrap and decorate um like shoe boxes that we've accumulated throughout the year. And that's where all of what would go in a stocking goes in our decorated Christmas boxes. And then we throw them away and then we just redecorate new ones every year. So we've been doing that since Harley was probably like one or two and it just kind of stuck. So that's one of our, I don't know, our fun Christmas traditions. So yeah, I like that one. Um, what's one life lesson that you've learned? Um, I guess to recognize that the Lord loves everybody. Um, everybody matters to him. And, uh, and just to be kind and to, to try to be an extension of his love to other people. Cause maybe that's, maybe that's all they're going to know in this life is, is the kindness and the light that we try to share with them. So, so don't get in people's way, right? Just, just be compassionate and, and try to help people, I guess. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Do you have a favorite state park? A favorite state park, like in Wisconsin, 
Uh, it could be anywhere. Okay. So the state park that I always grew up going to was St. Francis State Park in Missouri. That's the one that our family would always go to. So I guess that one, I have fond memories of that one. There was a river that we could float or swim in and playgrounds and just, yeah, that was just kind of where I spent a lot of my family vacation time was St. Francis State Park in Missouri. So that would be my favorite. If you could speak one language uh, in addition to English, what would it be? So I'm trying to learn Hebrew. I don't know if I'm trying to learn it to speak it or if I'm just trying to learn it to read it. Um, but either way, that's that's kind of my my goal right now is to learn Hebrew. What inspired you to start your journey on Hebrew? Honestly, Sam, I don't know. I want to say that it was the spirit, <laughs> but I don't know if that's true or not. So, yeah, I I don't know exactly. It was just kind of this idea that like came to me randomly one time and it just kind of kept stirring around in my brain. And I was like, oh, I wonder what it would take to learn Hebrew. And, and then I found an online course that was actually on sale for learning Hebrew. And so I bought it and I have spent all of like half an hour so far trying to learn Hebrew. So That's... now that it's out there, I'll be more accountable, right? <laughs> yeah. That's true commitments right there when you spend like an hour, right? And then, <laughs> right, of course. right. Um, spicy or mild food? Spicy. What are some of your favorite spicy foods? Um, I like anything Indian to be spicy, probably. Like I, I prefer spicy over mild. I mean, just pick, you know, pick whatever it is. Whether it's butter, chicken, or tikka masala, you know, I like spicy Indian food or even curries to be spicy. Um, so, yeah, mostly I think of like Indian or Thai food for and salsa. Salsa should always be spicy. Like, don't give me mild salsa. That's like a waste of my. So, well, I feel like if it possesses different flavor traits, if it can be unique in its own way, I feel like it could still be mild. I don't know. It's a hot take, I know. It could be, right? It could be mild, and it could taste awesome. Like, now... Oh, oh. So, yeah. No. Sure. Um, is there a current celebrity you would like to meet? Um, no, not really. I don't, I guess, I don't really get super excited. Although, although... I say this. Um, have you have you ever watched Electric Company, like the the newerish ones? And by newer, I mean like years ago, maybe ten or fifteen years ago. I Electric have Company. Not, no. Okay. Well, there is this actor, and I can't even remember his name. I'd have to Google him, but he played the character Danny Rebus on Electric Company, and he was hysterical. And he's the same actor who plays Cheaty in a good place if you've seen the good place or a good place i can't remember if it's a or the good place i think it's the good place but he's the actor who plays cheaty the ethicist who <laughs> can't ever like make decisions because he's always trying to figure out the ethics of things but he's the same actor as, as danny rebus from the electric company and i don't know what it is about him but he is so funny that i think that i would probably enjoy just like shooting the breeze with him for a little while Oh my goodness. 
I love Chidi with all of my soul and every <laughs> part of my heart of everything, of every media I've ever watched, ever. He is my favorite in every way. I need to watch Electric Company. It's what I need to do now. You do. You're going to love Danny Rivas. He's hysterical. <laughs> oh, he's so good, Sam. Oh, yeah. Watch Electric Company. Yep. So. I, I got to catch a, a radio interview they did. We were walking or we were driving by Winona, so it's some weird Minnesota channel, right? But um, they were doing an interview on one of the channels about ethics with <gasps> the actor, like with Chidi. Yes! And it was about all the stuff and what they had learned from him. And it was, I don't know, we didn't catch I, too much of it. but I, I caught some of that same thing. It was like, oh yeah, it was, it was a Saturday morning and they actually had an ethicist on there too, an actual oh, ethics right. professor. And it was so funny. Because the guy, whoever plays Chidi, was like, I really don't know anything about, like, philosophy and ethics. <laughs> and, then, and then the ethics professor was like, yeah, I don't really either. And it was, it was really funny. So, yeah, I did. I heard, that same, I heard that same radio show. If I met Chidi and he didn't know anything about ethics, I would be so mad. And I'd be like, oh. yes, you do. I know you know something about ethics. I'd force him to know about ethics. <laughs> Well, I'm sure she knows everything about ethics. <laughs> yeah. Actor doesn't know anything. Not there, of course. <laughs> right, but they're one the same person, so I don't know. <laughs> he was that good, exactly. exactly. Right? He was that yeah. good. <laughs> yes. Um. Do you have a favorite cereal? No, I don't really eat cereal. So mm. yeah. Do no. you have? This is a rare question that comes out, but the alternative to that is: Do you have a favorite breakfast food then? So I don't really eat breakfast. <laughs> so I drink I drink herbal tea in the morning and then I eat lunch later. So so yeah. What if in like theory is there a breakfast food that you would enjoy having? In theory. So we do breakfast for dinner on Sundays. So I guess oh, I should say I don't eat breakfast. I just don't eat at breakfast time, maybe. Um so I love, we love crepes. Crepes are pretty popular in our family. So I would probably go with that or like a really good like omelet that has lots of vegetables and like cheeses in it. That makes me happy too. One of the best Sunday school memories I have was Holden giving, giving a lecture to like part of our class who didn't know what crepes were and he was describing <laughs> them for us. And we're, we're also crepe lovers at our house, but it was really the best thing. And he was very passionate and you could tell <laughs> that he loved crepes in every way. So, well, I'm glad. Let him know. I learned something from that. I still remember. I, I take it with me to, to like every day I wake up and I think like, I what would crepes. Holden want me to do? Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're funny. Uh-oh. Um, Oh, last, oh, sorry. One before our last question. Uh, do you have a favorite dessert? I love pie. I get excited about pie. Except I don't get excited about cold pie. That always makes me a little disappointed. And I also don't get excited about like store-bought pie. I want a homemade pie and I want it to be warm. Like if it's a fruit pie, it needs to be warm. And I don't want ice cream on my pie. I want like real whipped cream on my so yeah that's funny you say that i'm like just the opposite except about like the store-bought thing i'll take a homemade pie anytime 
Yeah. But I I like a bit of cold with my pie. I feel like I need to offset that or just have a cold pie. Oh. I don't know. It doesn't I mean, rest right with me. If it's a cream pie, right, then oh, obviously. Sure. Okay. Otherwise, that would be gross. But no, most of the time, like, it needs to be hot. And you know what? I love McDonald's apple pies, like the hand pies from McDonald's, the apple ones. I love those. I don't know what it is about them, but I think they're delicious. They, they yeah. are pretty good. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, so now our final question. Uh, if you had to recommend any icebreaker question, what would it be? I would want to know what somebody's pet peeve is. Pet peeve. What what draws you towards that answer? I think it's interesting. I think you can learn about people based off of what kind of makes them a little bit like cranky. <laughs> so what don't you like, right? <laughs> Sometimes it's easier to find out what you don't like or what's something that, that annoys you. I, I don't know. I just kind of think it's telling. So. Sure, absolutely. Um, and then you shared a bit about this um, already, but from last week, just so you can give it like an honorable mention. Um, last week, oh, it was Brother Kincaid. That's right. Um, he wanted to know what's the origin of your name. Um, but we talked a bit about that and like genealogical mixes, right? right. Um, so that means we go straight on to our personalized segment. Um, so for today, this is a very cool segment. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. So this is going to sound strange, like right jumping into it. Um, but can you tell people about the play you wrote? I feel like it's a really cool thing. Um, that maybe some people don't know about. So could you introduce it a bit? Sure. Um, I don't know how many years ago it was. Sam, do you, how old were you when you were in it? Were you like eight? Um, enough that I remember like probably a third of the experience. So it was (laughs) was a while ago. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know, I guess, what, like 14 now. So I don't know, five or six years ago. I guess. Um, it was when the Gardapes were still in our ward. Um, and Lisa would audition for plays or she would have, you know, her kids audition for plays. And it was in a time of life when my kids were doing stuff at lacrosse community theater. And, and it just seemed to get frustrating sometimes, um, to get involved with community theater. Um, and, and I just had this idea that I should just write a play. Anyway, like, I'll just write my own play, and and we'll stop trying to do things through the community theater. By the way, I think the community theater is, like, under a different direction now, so I think it's a little bit more um, friendly and less maybe who you know, just just to put it out there. I feel like I feel like there's been a change. Um, but anyway, so, so Lisa wanted her kids involved in community theater, and I was trying to have my kids be involved, and it just wasn't really working very well. Um, and so... <laughs> So I decided to write my own play and I thought it was going to be like this 20 minute, you know, kind of skit, like an elaborate skit. Um, but then it just like these, these thoughts and these scenes and this dialogue just kept coming and coming and coming. And honestly, Sam, I feel like, I feel like the spirit was part of that experience. Um, and so, so I, so I wrote a play. (laughs) I'd never written a play before, um, but it just kind of happened. This idea just generated and, and things happened. Um, and then it was a matter of finding people who would be interested in in being part of the play. And the point was for it to be to be for kids, to to be the stars of the show. 
Um, unfortunately, we have enough fun and crazy people in our ward who are willing to give me their children for multiple hours a week during the summer. <laughs> and and we and we staged this play called Rhymopolis about nursery characters, nursery tale characters who <laughs> have to solve a mystery. So yeah. Awesome. Um so I mean like that's that's a intense undergoing. Can you tell us a bit about like the production process, how that went for you? Um I was making it up <laughs> the whole time, pretty much. That that was the the production was I don't know what I'm doing. And and then it helped to have Lisa Garda PP part of it because she had been doing like extensive community theater like herself as an actress. Um, so it was helpful to have her there because she was kind of like being coach, assistant director, and just just my partner in crime. Um, but honestly, I think we just inherited random pieces of of sets that we <laughs> figured out how we would make it work for our different scenes and you know thrifting at goodwill for costumes um you guys just being willing to to try your hand at acting and and doing what i said that much appreciated you guys so i don't know the the only thing that i that i would do differently if we were going to do it again would be to actually find a place that you could hear (laughs) because trying to stage anything in the church gym on the stage is is ridiculous it's it's a futile effort so yeah that would be my dream I think would be to have have my own you know venue so that people who wanted to to put on a play or do a show they would have good resources a good place to do it and I wouldn't make them pay like exorbitant amounts of money to use the facilities so so yeah when you started that, uh, when you started your answer, I thought you were trying to like reaffirm to me that none of the events that took place in the in the play were actually like based on a true story. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I just made it up along the way, and I was like, like what? That was that wasn't real. I was about to doubt my entire childhood experience, you know. But Sam, you weren't actually a sheep. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh darn. I, I don't know. I think I played the part like really well. You, I, I got into the full. You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you enjoy like all that production process and then putting on the show? Is that like something you would do again? I would, you know, and Allison Robinson just brought this up with me recently. She said, you know, it's been like enough years have gone by and people have moved out of the ward and, and new people have moved into the ward I think she was basically saying, you should probably do that again. Because Daisy Daisy and I started to write another one. Um, but we haven't really, it kind of fizzled out. It has Nothing's really come of it. I think I've got like maybe two scenes written for another, kind of the same vein, like the same public domain characters, but just a different storyline. Um, but I haven't looked at that in like, gosh, like over a year. Um, so Allison Robinson was like, maybe you should just redo the one that you've done already with just a whole new cast. And I thought that could be really fun. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe maybe there will be uh, another running of Rhymopolis. It's like a, a reboot. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> get, totally. 
sure. But maybe I should write some songs, right? See? Oh. <laughs> who uh, are our songwriters? We should we should <laughs> throw at least like three musical numbers into it. Don't, don't you think, Sam? Don't you think it needs? I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, how is he? I just I feel like my correct my 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 choreographer. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you redo it, there's gonna be pressure that I'm part of it in some form since I was previously. And then if there's music involved, that also means I'd have to be part of that. So right? I don't know. Oh, so you're not sure that you want to be part of the reboot? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I I don't know. Um, only if you cast me as like the lead role. Otherwise, the lead role. I'm not in for it. You know, just the head role i'm not quite sure what that is but you can decide yourself oh well i i'm pretty sure you would be a good evil humpty dumpty so sam this might have to happen just because so i mean i think saying evil humpty dumpty though that's that's giving away some spoilers (laughs) we need to be careful if we're gonna do a reboot we can't we can't let any information get out okay (laughs) all right all right we won't we won't um well that's all the questions i have for this episode um thank you very much sister grover for recording today um and then thank you to everyone at home for tuning in to today's episode and we'll see you next week